Hi, I'm Melinda Hill, and you're listening to Lit with Melinda Hill, a podcast about all things that light me up. Well, it sounds like you're busy. I'd like to see people being congratulated on social media for not marrying the wrong person. I hope that ends up working out for you. So this episode is about the concept of a self-partnered honeymoon, how I came up with it, why I did it, and my whole experience and journey with it. It's really just about ultimately not waiting on a partner or any other external circumstance in order to live your best life now. I hope you enjoy it. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. People have been saying, marry yourself forever, right? Like since day one in 12-step recovery, therapy, self-help situations, this is something that is suggested to do, to put a ring on it. It's really, it's nothing new. I certainly did not invent this, but I personally was finally inspired to actually do it by my good friend, Tracy McMillan, who, if you don't know her already, definitely follow her at Tracy McMillan on Instagram. She is the wise, gorgeous goddess relationship expert who I personally call when I have my own relationship questions. And by the way, I'm very, very lucky when I can reach her because she busy. She's the host of Own Network's Fiance or Family, and she also just made her own series. They made a series based on her life. Check that out. I can't wait to check that out. That's called Unprisoned for Hulu. Anywhoods, I interviewed her for my podcast in April of 2020, and that episode is aptly titled How to Marry Yourself. After that episode, I felt really inspired by her. Obviously, I always am inspired by her. So I went and watched Tracy's TED Talk on the topic, which is referenced in the episode. Her TED Talk is called The Person You Really Need to Marry. Okay, so spoiler alert, that person is you. Her TED Talk and the things she shared in her podcast with me were both like super inspiring. I highly recommend mind-blowing stuff. So I decided to actually try it myself and take my own vows to the beach and get me married or me married, whichever you prefer. <laughs> and I will say for me, there's there's something about an actual ritual that makes it special. Okay. I heard do this forever. I finally tried it and I will say, okay, it's special. It's special to make a little ritual. My ritual was not fancy. It did not cost anything, but it was meaningful. And by the way, again, this is nothing new, not my idea. 
it has been done for years. And people have been doing it so much so that it's actually a movement. Marrying oneself is called sologamy, which is defined in Wikipedia as the practice or state of marriage to oneself. The dictionary says supporters of the practice argue that it affirms one's own value and leads to a happier life. Okay. Then I read an interview with actress Emma Watson, who said one thing she's made peace with as she nears her 30th birthday is her current relationship status. Quote, it took me a long time, but I'm very happy being single. I call it being self-partnered, she said, which I thought was so refreshing. Other friends have written books on the topic too. Just Google it and find your messenger of choice on the topic. Lots of good stuff out there on the matter. So I'd heard of a lot of people marrying themselves, and now I'd learned about sologamy and self-partnering, but I had not heard of anyone actually taking it a step further and taking themselves on a self-partnered honeymoon. So later, when I was already in the midst of being inspired by another few friends to gamify dating by starting a special spreadsheet system, say that three times, and being willing to go on 50 dates, which I will discuss more in depth in another podcast, I think all of Valentine's month, in fact, I might talk about love stuff. So around this whole time, I thought, what if I stopped waiting to be chosen to go on a honeymoon and I just chose myself? What would it look like to take myself on a self-partnered honeymoon to an exquisite destination and just like enjoy being my own loving partner? I collaborated with this really cool magazine who sent me on a fabulous writing assignment to a gorgeous resort in the Mexican Caribbean to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. The idea being I would document my experience for a piece I wrote for them titled Self-Partnered Honeymoon. Well, after I was hired for that job, between the time I was assigned the piece and the details were worked out for it in that window, I ended up meeting a gentleman suitor who is now my fiance. Okay. I met him on a hinge date in LA. Now hinge is by the way, a great dating app. I know several couples who've met on it and that's why I was personally inspired to join. And my new beau wanted to take us to Thailand for the holidays after we met. So he bought this whole trip for us, which was like so sweet, but the restrictions became prohibitive when Omicron struck at the same time. So he suggested instead coming to meet me in Playa del Carmen at the end of my writing assignment and then taking me on over to Tulum for our own little vacation or vacation, as I love when people say. Let me say this because I really want to stress this. Doing a self-partnered honeymoon is not about finding a partner or fiance, okay? That was just like a total accidental byproduct of me doing it. It's really about knowing that you are fine and divine by yourself. Doing a self-partnered honeymoon is all about cultivating 
and practicing and celebrating unconditional self-love and radical self-acceptance. Okay, so I just want to stress that I love my fiance. I'm so happy I met him. But even if it ended tomorrow, I am self-partnered. You know, I'm here for me, like no matter what, I have unconditional self-love. So that was like the great result of doing this whole thing. And, you know, I want to point out that I never thought of myself as not self-partnered, even though I was dating others. It wasn't like mutually exclusive. So when my boyfriend and I hooked up to me, that was like, now we're a thruple, right? Like I'm already in a partnership with me and now we're a thruple. Let me go into the self-partnered honeymoon. I will say for that, it was awesome. Honestly, and like here's some like little excerpts from the piece I wrote. Basically, I felt like a princess in a Mexican Caribbean fairy tale or telenovela, like the love interest in my own Mayan Riviera romance novel. Why had I never done this for myself before? We expect others to treat us like goddesses, but do we treat ourselves like that? So the whole idea for my self-partnered honeymoon article was I would do all the romantic resort couples things by myself. For instance, a romantic vow renewal on the beach by myself, a romantic dinner for two on a boat by myself, and so on. The vow renewal on the beach involved, like with my vows written on resort stationery, hitching a ride on the courtesy golf cart to the beach club with its luxurious white sands and Tiffany box blue bodders. In my flowing floor-length cream-colored dress accented by a bejeweled tiara, I was quite a sight for the group of golfers who climbed on the cart at the next stop. At the beach, I arranged rose petals from the villa in a heart on the sand and renewed my vows to myself. My witness was the ocean. My wedding photographer was the beach club waiter. My wedding photos were promptly Instagrammed. I mean, if it's not on social media, did it even really happen? My wedding banquet included delicious lunch at the beach club and a sparkling wedding toast to me from my wedding party. Also me. Word had spread throughout the resort about my vow renewal, and I enjoyed the sweet hotel staff members congratulating me on my nuptials throughout the day. Back in the gorgeous villa, the hotel staff had surprised me by covering the bed, floor, and bath in rose petals. I then turned on my favorite playlist, slipped into something sexy, and carried myself across the threshold. Next, I decided to try a traditional boat dining experience designed for couples. As we departed, the boat sound system, apparently a preset playlist, hilariously blasted all by myself by Eric Carmen, like a soundtrack for my own nautical rom-com. It was quite a surreal sailing spectacle, being serenaded with the lyrics all by myself as I floated down river, enjoying my romantic dinner for one. As we passed the restaurants overlooking the water on cliffs above, the diners, mostly couples, looked down at me. They're just jealous, the waiter told me, and we laughed and we laughed. In a sort of eat, pray, love moment, a visit to the Mayan ruins the next day invited me to reflect on the ancient cities I had carried within me. 
the sights of old pain that had prevented me from being present for new experiences. For so long, my romantic life was driven by scarcity thinking, a belief that there's not enough joy or abundance for me, or that I'm not enough. I've also called this my scar city, like a city of scars or scare city, the ways I've scared myself with stories of the past or future, the ways I've stayed stuck in unproductive cycles. This mentality has kept me fearful and has made me settle on relationships that don't honor me or what I really want. The ruins are like the wreckage of the past that I have made peace with, and they're beautiful because they're what brought me to where I am now. What remains after letting go of my old stories about myself and relationships is my essence. It's my core. It's the authentic me without the trauma. What if there is a world where I am fulfilled by and save myself so that all I have to do with any future partner is just enjoy them without a bunch of unrealistic expectations? In order to find my way to my soulmate, me, I had to reclaim my soul from the places where I'd self-abandoned. Likewise, to find my bliss, I had to understand that it was not outside of me. It was accessible to me at any time. I simply had to choose it. Maybe finding one's bliss is as easy as staying in a blissful villa and consciously uncoupling from false narratives that no longer serve us, creating space to realign with what is meaningful and feels good now. Anyway, I had an amazing experience. It was really also like a PhD in this sort of writing. I definitely learned what to do and what not to do. At the end of my stay, in the final little hours, my boyfriend showed up to my villa to film some footage on the beach. I had a whole shot list on a napkin written up waiting for him when he arrived so I could make a trailer of my self-partnered honeymoon, which is now on YouTube. I taught myself how to edit that, by the way. We went on to Tulum, which is about a two-hour drive, and we first stayed at a place that he chose called Nomade. So upon arriving at the Boho Chic Nomade Resort in Tulum, Mexico, the staff all said, welcome home. Home is an interesting concept for me as a person who moved 27 times growing up, often before the boxes were unpacked from the last move and with no time to say goodbye to friends in many instances. The concept of home in my life has eluded me. I was brought up knowing how to leave, sometimes in the middle of the night, but I didn't really know how to stay anywhere, especially romantically, and see things through. Here, as I observe the nearly naked models and bare-chested men who were putting the oh no in kimono, And the glamping style tent accommodations with like one moment of hot water in the shower before it turns cold and like no actual doors on the bathroom, just like some sliding glass and no ceiling. My initial reaction was a visceral fear that this vacation would be the end of our relationship, that we would not 
survive. By the end of the week, all kinds of unexpected things were going wrong. Typical vacation stuff like getting sick or biking three hours to some ruins that turned us away upon arrival having just closed 10 minutes prior and playing an intimacy card game on the beach designed to bring us closer together that resulted in a fight. Plus, my boyfriend and I were experiencing so many full moon mood swings that it caused me to wonder, are we staying in a yurt or a hurt? Despite all this, we showed up for our complimentary wellness schedule, including yoga classes that Nomade offers where we heard the phrase that stuck with me. The couple that breathes together stays together. We did breath work together. We did sound baths together. We did a tantric sex class that promises a 20-minute orgasm complete with the sex guru instructor demonstrating said orgasm IRL. And the big takeaway for me was that learning to breathe and pause through challenges instead of just bailing actually brought us closer together and gave us the opportunity to become the kind of people who are learning how to stay. We had so much fun and ups and downs. Through the ups and downs, we had an amazing, fabulous epic adventure. Essentially, Nomade, in many ways, healed my nomadic history. We were having so much fun after bonding on our glamping adventure at Nomade that we decided to extend our stay and we relocated down the road to Selena Tulum Hotel and Mia Restaurant and Beach Club, which was super magical. I'd have to say, in fact, That's where the magic really happened for us. There we stayed in a gorgeous beachfront villa where we would wake up to waves crashing outside our balcony and walk down to take socially distanced yoga in a cute little gazebo area. And we'd walk along the beautiful beach every morning with the crystal Tiffany box blue waters, which is my personal favorite water, by the way, the Caribbean water. And we enjoyed their complimentary classes. They had a complimentary twerking class that they offered, which my boyfriend forgets and calls it butt dance class. I'm like, "Uh that works. Now, twerking, I will say I am not very good at it, by the way, but it was really fun trying. And then... After some like little exercise and a beautiful breakfast in the gorgeous Mia Beach Club, I would get to work writing every day. By the way, and I just want to say this is a perfect day for me. Waking up, walking on the beach, feet in the sand, feet in the water, doing yoga, meditating, doing some kind of celebration dance on my balcony, many of which were documented on my Instagram during this time, eating a yummy, delicious, organic breakfast, and then just like writing every day. I love it. I could do that every day for the rest of my life and be happy. 
So this is where we really started to fall in love. You know, you don't really know someone until you travel with them. You can see, can you stay together? Can you navigate, you know, travel issues? Can you move through vacation together? This place was so perfect because they offer a couple's massage right on the beach in the same gazebo where we did yoga. And the staff and the service were so excellent at Mia. One night they invited us to a really special, beautiful couple's dinner, personally invited by the chef for this gorgeous six-course dinner, delicious fish, salad, desserts. By the way, for the wine drinkers, they have like a really major wine collection. And there's a dance club right on site with DJs if you want to take what you learned in twerking class, aka butt dance class, and apply it in the club. We went exploring and there's a super cute little shop across the street. It's like right off the main dragon Tulum. So across the street is the store Petusa. I hope I'm saying that right. Where my honey got me this gorgeous hot pink rainbow, super fun, super soft caftan gift. And I still love wearing it. And they have all these like little cute stores peppered in there. That's where you're going to get your kimonos. So you can put your own Ono in the kimono and your chic beach wear. I had such an amazing time. I can't wait to go back. I actually would love to go back there to write my current projects. Just take like a writing sabbatical and stay for like one to three months because it has everything you need. You know, a great resort has like beaches, dancing, amazing food, and it's only five hours from LA. And I personally love a beachfront villa because for me, the waves calm my nervous system. I want to go back because there are some other things I didn't get to do that I really wanted to when I was there. For instance, next time, I really want to experience the Temescal, and I hope I'm saying that right, Temescal, a sweat house of Mexican or Central American Indians. I want to go back to Hartford Restaurant. It's supposed to be the bomb in Tulum. I also did not get to go to the Cenotes or experience the sound temple that Mia offers. In conclusion, for anyone looking to find your person, what really helped me was to actually become my person. To really take the advice of Tracy McMillan and all these other people who have been marrying themselves and fall in love with myself, like everyone had been saying for years but to take it a step further and take myself on a self-partnered honeymoon. It really worked because then from that place, I believe I sort of accidentally started to attract my own high vibe dates, which it wasn't just my boyfriend. It was like, I was like just attracting a higher vibe person. And I think when you love yourself, That's what happens. And it's not just like partnerships. It's like business partnerships. It's like friendships, right? Because everything in our life is just a reflection of how we feel about ourselves, right? So that's where the real work is, I feel, in changing that relationship with oneself. I also think I had like a real fear, you know, in falling in love for me was was about not trusting myself, to not lose myself. So 
The act of committing to oneself and saying, I will never abandon you, you know, freed me up to show up and experience someone else without needing them to save me and to begin the journey of being able to show up differently, to have a different experience. And that's important because if my happiness and self-love is contingent on external circumstances, then it can be taken away. And I am at the mercy of stuff outside of me. So working on that solid foundation of self-love is something nobody can take from you. And I think that is the greatest gift anyone can offer themselves. So if I could say anything here today, it's fall in love with your life as it is, as you are now. Consider offering yourself radical self-acceptance, radical self-love, and perhaps making that official, you know, commemorating that in some special way by taking yourself on a self-partnered honeymoon. And, you know, the more love you give yourself, the more love you attract in the world, right? So it's not like I'm going to go find love. It's like, I'm going to be love and I'm going to start with me. And then I'm not going looking for something. I'm here to offer something. I'm here to share my life. The real gift though I do want to stress is the relationship with yourself. You know, I complete me. I love my honey. He's amazing. And if he's gone tomorrow, I know I'm going to be okay. Like I got me. So I hope that this is helpful for you. Again, I'm going to be talking about love stuff all of February. So come back if you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you for your support in listening. And please review it, rate it. Um, subscribe, share it with others. And I will put the links to the places that I mentioned um, in the podcast notes. Thanks everyone for stopping by. I love you. You're doing great. Keep going. Lit with Melinda Hill, hosted by Melinda Hill. Produced and edited by me, Todd Donald. Executive produced by Melinda Hill and music by the Polarity and Skip Whitman. Thank you for listening.